Galatians, the fifth chapter, 13 verse. Amen. If you have it, can we all say amen for those who have it? Galatians 5 and 13 reads for you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearers and doers of his most holy word. Amen. 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 And this morning I would like to come from the subject of that's that next level. That's that next level. When we read Galatians 5 and 13 again, it says, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. That liberty is freedom from the Mosaic law, freedom from the law. Amen. Only do not use liberty as opportunity for the, for the flesh, which is the proneness to sin, your carnal nature, your opportunity to be selfish. Amen. That's not what your liberty is for. That's not what your freedom is for. Amen. But through love, we are to serve. That is the voluntary service to be devoted to one another. Believers in this new season, because we are in the month of July, we are in the halfway point. Amen. And being in the halfway point, if we are blessed to be here today, then that means that the last six months was a lesson to us. To use this to go forth into this next season of our life. Amen. And in this new season for you, you will this new season for you will require a new level from you. Your new level will gain you admission to your new season. That new level is your key. A next level of prayer. A next level of consecration, a next level of study a next level of focus, and most importantly, a next level of understanding. And the reason why your next level is required is because God does not, and I need you to hear this, God does not require, desire to use you in this new season in the old way. I'd like to repeat that for those who are sleeping. That the reason why your new level is required is because God does not desire to use you in the old way in this new season. New season, new way. Warfare will be more intense in this next level. Why? Because your effectiveness will be more immense. The degree and the scope of how God wants to use us in, use us is to be on a larger scale. We are to impact more people. Our impact is to be more effective, amen? It is to hit harder, amen? The threat will be larger because you are a larger threat in this new season. Where you are going, the only way that you will enter in, you will need more spiritual currency than material currency. In this next season, that next level requires learning to keep your hands in God's hand. Amen. When your hand in God's hand, he can pull you out of any situation. Do I have a witness? He can pull you from any danger that you put yourself in. He can lead you to green pastures. You just got to learn how to keep your hand in his unchanging hand. 
Did you get that? Because although we serve a God who could change everything, he is yet unchanging. If I keep my hand in God's hand, I will remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That means that I don't have to wait to get over yonder to see his goodness or experience his goodness. Amen. I can experience his goodness even right now if I keep my hand in God's unchanging hand. If I keep my hand in his hand, not only will he strengthen me and help me, but he would uphold me with his righteous right hand if I keep my hand in God's hand. That, that next level, amen? That next level is submitting to the Holy Spirit's authority in my life. Lord, creating me a clean heart and renewing me a right spirit, amen? The right spirit to shut my mouth. The right spirit to not to react or to respond, amen? The right spirit to love, the right spirit to forgive, the right spirit to do right when I want to do wrong, the right spirit to do, uh, 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 to, do wrong, to do right when I'm doing wrong, amen? The right spirit to mind my business. <laughs> the right spirit to check my flesh. People prophesying that you're going to get a check and, and all this type of stuff, but I need you to understand that you need somebody to speak to you about checking your flesh. Lord, Lord, speak to me about checking my attitude and speak to me about checking my mouth, amen, because I need you to understand that because people with bins go to hell. People with big houses go to hell. People with all the money in the bank, they go to hell. So, Lord, more than that clean house and that, that clean car, Lord, Lord, I require and I desire a clean heart. That's that next level, y'all. Because Lord says that your people, they, they honor me with their lips and their hearts they are, is far from me. Amen. And the Lord says that it's time out for lip service in the place of worship service. The Lord says that real praise doesn't come from the lips, but it, it comes from the heart. So, Lord, in a moment of honesty, Lord, I, Lord, I repent of every time my heart wasn't in it. Lord, I repent for every time I was going through the motions. Lord, I repent for every time I was doing it out of routine. Lord, I repent for every time I showed up when I wanted to show up. For every time I withheld my heart from you, Lord, I, I repent. For every time I broke your heart because I wouldn't, and it wasn't, if I be honest, it wasn't because I couldn't. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't break away from what I was doing. I wouldn't break away from what I was listening to so I could hear you more clearly. And I don't know if I hit your role, but how about this? How about, Lord, every time I repent for every time that I was so busy doing me that I didn't realize what I was doing to you? For every time that I was trying to be great, that I missed the opportunity to let everybody know how great a God I serve. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. 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 This next level is understanding. This, in this next level, there is to be greater understanding. Amen? And for us, that greater understanding on, on today is the understanding, the importance, and the reason for our freedom. Freedom ain't free. 
I need someone to understand that, that freedom ain't free. Your freedom ain't free. Amen. And so the Bible tells us for laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men, the washing of pitchers and cups and many such things you do. Amen. And if we be honest, the greatest thing that we need to be delivered from, it's not problems, but it's people. And I, my sincerest prayer is that I declare to you that you be free and delivered from people so that God can use you to deliver people. And before you say, I'm going to tell because my mama taught me you ain't supposed to say lie. I don't want to hear you say, Pastor, you lying. Amen. And so if you don't believe that to be true, let me use this example. Have you ever just been walking in public and fell down? Just fell down. Just fell. <laughs> what is the first thing that comes to your mind? The shame is not the fall. The shame is in who saw you fall. When you're at home, you fall all the time. What you do? Laugh. You laugh. But when you're in front of people and you fall down, it's not the idea that you fail. It's the idea that people saw you fall. It's the fact that people will hold that against you and talk about how you fail. So I don't only hear you say, I don't care what people say or I don't think about people. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Just fall down. <laughs> Just fall down. Y'all, I done fell down one time, and I was so ashamed, I laid there like something was wrong with me. Oh. Folks had to come check on me. <laughs> but that's, 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 that's what it is. Because you can, and we talked about this on VBS, you can go through some situations in life. But the fact of the matter is, God can deliver you from things, from situations, from issues. But you are never truly in your mind delivered from the fact that people knew who you used to be and what you used to do. And so right now, here and now, I declare that if you will allow God to free you, that he will free you from people, the mind state of what people say, what people think. That's true freedom. That you care more what the Father says than what people say. And so, in our understanding of our freedom in our text, we, we have Paul, and Paul, he's writing to the churches in Galatia, amen. This is the province of Galatia, amen. And, and Paul, he had labored with these people for a long time. Well, he labored with these people for a while. He established churches in the area, amen, and, and Paul had to go off and, and do some other business, amen. But word gets to Paul that the people had started to backslide. They had started to doing things that they used to do, amen. And this angered Paul because actually it happened in the, in, in actually it didn't take a long time for it to happen. It didn't take a long time for them to fall back into old ways, amen. And what I can best describe is they were going through a spiritual recidivism. And those that are 
uh, knowledgeable of the criminal justice system know what that means. That means that a convicted person reoffends. And in our judicial system, judicial system, we have a problem of people who, who uh, uh, commit crimes, get out of jail, and they go right back into jail. And so the people were going through sort of a spiritual recidivism, amen? And Paul was upset about this, amen? And one of the reasons why is because Judaizers had began to infiltrate the church or infest the church. That's a better name for it. And Judaizers, to my amazement, as, and I've always heard this term Judaizer, amen? And what I realized is that Judaizers actually are Jewish Christians. They're not someone who is not considered a Christian, but they're Jewish Christians, amen? And they still held on to the old way, the law, certain aspects of the law. And in this case, circumcision. They brought up circumcision, amen? And so the Judaizer, the spirit of Judaizer, still is alive in the church today. Why? Because a Judaizer is someone or something that convinces you that you can still live the old way and be the new person. They think that you can cuss people out and God still hear your prayers. Or you can cuss people out and you can speak in tongues. They believe that you could turn up the church every now and then, but expect for Jesus to, or, or the Lord to turn up in their business all the time. They expect to pay tithes every now and then, but want God to pay their bills all the time. Amen? They feel as though they can act any type of way and still be called a Christian. These are Judaizers. Amen? And so Paul was trying to get them to understand that who the son frees is free indeed. You are no longer slaves. Amen? You are now called Sons of God. And I need you to understand that we are all creations, but we're all not sons. A son of God, the Bible tells us, he said that because you are sons of God, I will send the spirit of my son in your heart. The spirit that cries out, cries out Abba, Father. What that means is that you have a close relationship to God. You're able to call upon his name as that. You're no longer a slave to sin, but you are a son. And since you are a son, you are an heir. That means that you are no longer under the power of sin, but you have power over sin. And so what Paul was trying to get them to understand was that, and I need you to understand this, that the Bible says that we were crucified with him. So that means that the thing that you have been fighting died 2,000 years ago. I need you to understand that you were delivered 2,000 years ago. I know you say I was delivered last year or five years ago and 20 years ago. No, you were delivered over 2,000 years ago. So that means that you're wrestling with who you used to be and wrestling with what you used to do that died 2,000 years ago. Some of us 
And if I'll be honest, some of us have blessings with our names on it. That goes unreceived because we're still accepting stuff from that old person. You're not getting the blessings of the new person because you're still receiving the curses of the old person. I need you to understand that you are free. I need you to walk in your freedom, to receive your freedom. Because the Judaizers were observers of the law, of legalism, or spiritual bureaucracy, spiritual red tape that would tie you up, amen? And it's not a matter of what you do to be considered or to be identified as a Christian. It's not the fact that you come to church every Sunday. It ain't, church, it, ain't the, it ain't the fact that you come to Wednesday night Bible study every Wednesday. It's not the fact that you open your Bible and you read your Bible. Those things are good. Those things are good. But the true, genuine, authentic way that you are a son is if his spirit resides in your heart. Because the problem was they assumed that just because they were free of the law and the penalty of the law and they were under the covenant of grace that they can live how they wanted to live and God had to forgive them. He's such a loving God. They believed that they were free of sin but free also to sin because God is a forgiving God. But the thing about the Judaizers and the thing about the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all these C's and people, they were afraid that because if you take the law away, there was nothing that would restrain the people to do right. But because you have the spirit of God in your heart, that means that you have the love of God in your heart. And the reason why, and this, let me take marriage as an example. The reason why, if you're married, that you don't do things that you're not supposed to is not because of the vows that you took. It's not because of you standing before a judge or you standing before a preacher and he, you say that you're a man and your wife and, and you say all these things. The reason why you do what you're supposed to do is because you love that person. No other reason. If any relationship that you have it's not, the, it's not built upon the foundation of love. It will soon fail. If you love your job, ain't nobody got to wake you up in the morning. Ain't nobody got to make you go. If you love your, God, your job, if you love your wife, you love your husband, ain't nobody got to make you do nothing for them. You do it because I love you. Not because I'm required to, because I love you. So what they were trying to get them to understand that although you're trying to uh, 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 do everything that the law requires or asks of you to do, and no one can do that, the key to the law and the key to everything that we do is love. That's it. And because you love your brother or your sister, because you're free, you're not happy because in your freedom. 
Because I love my brother and my sister, I want to make sure that my brother is free. I want to make sure that my sister is free. I want to make sure that my brother doesn't have to go through or my sister doesn't have to go through because I love them. Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. That is the greatest commandment. But the second one also is that you shall love your neighbor as thyself. All the law and all the prophets hang upon those two commandments. And what Jesus was telling them was because in Jewish tradition, there was a, uh, there was a thing called the Shema, which means here. And it was a confession of faith for the Jews. It was something that they would say before they went to sleep and after they got up. And what it was saying was, oh, hear, Lord. That's what it comes from the very first. It was three different uh, 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 scriptures or, or parts of scripture. And it was said that they love the Lord and he is one. And so pious Jews would want that. They would say that for pious Jews, the greatest honor would be that when they died, that that would be on their lips, that they will be reciting that. And I need you to understand, the greatest honor is not what's on your lips, but what's on your heart. Because they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And I think that's why so many people, they struggle with praise sometimes, because the spirit of God is not in their heart, but it's the spirit of insecurity in their heart the spirit of anxiety in their heart, the spirit of depression in their heart. And you wrestle with praising God because you're fighting what's in your heart. And so I speak against anything, unclean thing, as in the heart of anybody on today. And that thing has to leave that person on today so that the spirit of God can reside in that person and that transformation can occur in that person that they begin to start living the life that God has called them to do. They start walking in the steps that God has ordained for their feet. The words that God has ordained for them will start to proceed out of their mouth. Amen? But the fact of the matter is, it's all how we treat each other in love. How we serve each other in love. That's that next level. Because if I'm your friend, if I'm your brother, if I'm your sister, I don't serve you well if I don't, if I don't tell you the truth. I don't serve you well if I can't be honest with you. I don't serve you well if I can't say your attitude jacked up. Right now, your attitude, you need a snicker. You're not yourself. <laughs> and conversely, I don't serve you well as a friend if I can't hear hard things about myself. I don't need somebody to keep telling me that everything is fine when I'm jacked up. It reminds me of having a friend, you got a bug in your nose, and they won't tell you you got a bug in your nose, you go out in public with a bug in your nose. And folks laughing at you, but you wouldn't been with me all day and said nothing. 
Why do it take a stranger to tell me there's something wrong with me? When you should be telling me something wrong with me. Goodness. Paul said that through love we are to serve one another. And this ain't Bible, y'all, but if love ain't being served at the table, you need to get up. If love is on the, ain't on the menu, you need to get up. Too often, y'all, we frequent places where disrespect is served. And when you start getting fed disrespect on a consistent basis, you develop an appetite for disrespect. But <clears throat> there are a couple things that I want to talk about because it, this, that, this is that next level. And if I'm to serve you in love, I'm to be honest with you. And I'm to pull you out because I don't need someone to keep me down or hold me down when I'm wrong. I need someone to pull me up when I'm wrong. Amen. And I need you to understand that you're, that you're being called to freedom and to liberty. It's not an opportunity. And I had a conversation with Walt, and, and this came out that brother Walt, my son Walt, that your freedom and your liberty is not an occasion for you to always check people, but to check on people. People don't come to church, and you, you, they come to church. You ain't been to church in a long time. Where you? How about you pull to the side and check on why they hadn't been to church? Everybody who ain't showing up for church ain't doing because they don't want to show up for church. Some people going through something. So before you check folks, check on folks, amen? And the first thing I want to bring up, in if we're going to be honest, and, and we're, we want to make sure that people are pulled into freedom. And if we're, we're going to play on the, on the word of recidivism of going back, reoffending and things of that nature. And the things, one thing that you can use to combat recidivism and people going back to just being locked up they have to develop a new mind. Amen? And so the next level way to prevent reoffending by renewing. Say, get your mind right. You have to combat the old world with a new mind. You are not to conform. The word says we're not to conform to the pattern of this world, but you are to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What this means that you just from it, but it reviles you. The world goes in patterns or, cy or cycles, amen? So you have to be able to break the cycle. What you, what you used to do, you can't do no more when something happens. What you used to say, you can't say no more 
when things happen. You are a new person. Amen? When things happen, instead of going in depression, you need to start going into declaring. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Therefore, I rebuke you, for you are the father of lies. I will be what God has said I will be. I will do what God says I will do. Start rebuking the enemy. You can't say what you used to say. I, okay, devil, you're right. I, I'll never be that. I'll never. No. If the Lord has spoken that thing, it's going to come to pass. Amen? Another, level another next level requirement to prevent reoffending is by eliminating anyone or anything who wants to keep you in your past. I refer to people who tend to bring up your past as spiritual archaeologists. What is an archaeologist? It's someone who digs up the past, digging up old stuff, digging up what folks used to do, well, how folks used to be, amen? But the thing about that is that the thing that they digging up don't exist no more. So you can dig up all my past you want to. That ain't me no more. I don't respond to that no more. I don't answer to that no more. It has no more power over me. It's extinct, amen? amen? I need you to realize and understand that you're in a new place. So if you're in a new place, you know what that means? I done moved on. You can keep sending that mail over there, but I live in a new address. I moved on, amen? And as I begin to close, because I don't want to keep you all too long, am I keeping you all long? We had a successful week of VBS, y'all. Can we put our hands together for our VBS? Y'all, I want to uh, recognize our teachers, uh, Elder Todd and uh, Sister Fee and Sister Shira, uh, uh, Sister Mel, uh, the Hartfields, uh, Lamaya and Katoria, who helped us with our crafts, amen. Our food team of uh, Sister Candy, uh, Sister Derrica, Brother Brian, uh, am I missing anybody? Sister Amisha, amen. Caleb, Caleb and Keith. Put our hands together for Caleb and Keith stepping up, y'all. For Pastor Deshaun, who was ripping and running, amen. Monty and Jay, who, uh, who actually helped as well, amen. Uh, Brother uh, Robert, amen, who was hyping us up every, every day, amen. We had a very successful VBS, as you can see, by the things that we still have up, amen. And I would be remiss if I would not say Brother Rollins, amen, who security of, of, security of the world, Creed. But the last thing that they offer convicted criminals to do so that they won't reoffend, amen, is that they offer alternatives. God gave us the covenant of grace, y'all. We are no longer under the penalty of the law. That next level, y'all, is love. 
is that we treat each other with love. That we allow love to reign in this place. As we said before, love is telling you when you're wrong. Love is picking you up when you fall down. Look, if we, if, if we use this analogy, and we talk about falling, if the feet get tripped up, the whole body rises when the feet rises. The feet just don't stand on the ground and the whole body gets up. The whole body benefits by the feet getting up. We are connected in love, y'all. When the Africans were being, when Africans were being brought over to this country in shackles, the question arose of whether they should be taught how to read. And they decided not to because they said that if they learned how to read, they would know that they were free. And so as the descendants of these Africans began to find freedom in whatever way that they got it. They were often told, you need to go to Africa. You need to leave this place. You've got your freedom. You need to leave. And they said that, and I love this, they said that we cannot leave, our we cannot leave because they are our brothers. We are connected by ties of wrongness and injustice. That next level is understanding that I can't leave until my brother gets free. I can't leave until my sister will get free because if we're the body of Christ, we're connected, and we're connected with love, through love. And I can't make it, I can't feel good about making it if my brother don't make it. I can't feel good about making it if my sister don't make it. It's not about selfishness, but selflessness. That's that next level, that we look out for one another, that we love one another, that we forgive one another, that we give each other a chance, amen. I saw something that said that when there's a problem before you go talking about somebody, how about you go talk to somebody? Before there's a misunderstanding, before you go out talking about that person, how about you arrange a meeting that y'all that person. And then after that meeting, if you walk away and, and you feel your way and they feel that way, look, we had a conversation. But Pastor Sean, in her wise, sage self always, she has a saying that there's nothing like an understanding. And the Bible clearly tells us in all our getting, get an understanding. And so, I need you to understand as I ask Pastor Sean to stand by my side. <clears throat> that it, in this new season, you need to understand, this new season is asking, requiring, requesting, demanding a new level from you. You cannot operate in the same way. You cannot do the same, way, same thing and think that it's good. God is requesting the more of you. If you want the more of God, he needs the more of you. You can't ask God to enlarge your territory without asking him to enlarge your ability to receive more of him. 
That's the next level. 